All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. Uh, I came this close, just this close to having two winners in a row and gaining all of Jeek and Trevor's skins, but instead Trevor took the dub for our second straight uh, winner pick with Rory McIlroy's 20th PGA Tour win. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Ricky Fowler's emergence potentially on the PGA Tour. And then we're going to preview the the Zozo Championship in Japan with some picks for that. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Pan High Podcast. All right, episode one hundred and three. Let's get inside the ropes. Rory barely, barely, barely. Uh, fended off Colin Morikawa's attempt to one break the course record on on uh, on Sunday, which it like honestly looked like he might just do, and two for my uh, you know attempt to get two winners in a row, get all your skins, which I still could do. Yeah, you have a you can, you can. It makes it a lot harder. You're hot. You're you you are you're hotter than the sun right now. Our podcast as a whole is hotter than the sun right now. I'm flaming. Yeah. Pat is Pat is feeling it. Rory won. That was I mean, it felt like one of those tournaments of Rory just not even like he wasn't in control, but he was just like he was just lurking, and then finally like kind of struck on like on the week on the weekend. Which was nice to see from him who hasn't been having the best year. I mean, you kind of put it perfectly when you were uh when you're researching the pick, it's like it made sense. Like he's good at Tom Fazio courses. Like the the whole thing, like it aligned. And I, you know, I thought about taking it, but I had to ride with my Colin Morikawa pick, which really I I thought I thought it was going to backdoor. Yeah. Um, so going going good. into Sunday, Colin Morikawa is down seven strokes, and I'm like, okay, down seven strokes, he probably needs to shoot like a 61 to even have a chance. And like, what does he come out with? Did he come out for sixty-one? No, he came out for sixty-two. So sixty-one would have would have gotten him in a playoff, which, um, yeah, which was crazy. I mean, through the front nine, twenty-nine on the front nine, just like almost birdie after birdie after birdie. Um, got to the back nine, eleventh hole, he made a birdie, and then what he makes seven straight pars, and then I'm like, all right, he's out of it. Rory's got three shots on him, like no way. And all of a sudden, eagle on the last hole. So like, he was never truly yeah, out of it. Changed a lot. Um, now Rory, on the other hand, I mean, he, he made his ego on the 14th hole, uh, to, and that really was what it did for him. Cause it was pars all the way in. And I mean, he played 18 very conservatively, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get it done. Wouldn't. Which was, it, it was a 18 was a par five. Like I know I knew more cow had eagled it. And I was, I assumed it was a par five. And then, uh, I saw Rory, like I was flipping back and forth between football and that, and I saw Rory get to the AT&T and instead of par five, I said, oh, there's, unless he hits a terrible drive, there's no way he's bogeying this hole. Like, he's going to make par at the worst, like the absolute worst, and he played a conservative, and that's all he needed to do was just to get on the green, two up for par, and win the tournament. And I will, say, I will say, he had a really good driving day on Sunday, um, to the point where he might have found something, because, I mean, he was just hitting the ball crazy far crazy straight the entire day it felt like he never missed a fairway he had the three wood in his bag that he was hitting like 320 yards which is just crazy and like his obviously they were in vegas and distances were a little bit further but like 
his swing speed was like 117, which is just absurd for a three wood. So, I mean, maybe Rory found something. Who knows? Maybe he's back to his old self. He was he was second in strokes getting off the tee. And can you guess who was first? Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Who also had just an amazing driving week, which is unreal. The thing with, with Ricky Fowler is, like, as we were seeing, like, this, like, really bad stretch of golf he had, call it, like, January through, you know, like, somewhere in the summer he started turning around, but it was still too too late for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. His, like, his off-the-tee stats, like, were not bad. It's just his putter was so horrendous. Yeah, that's that's been the... Which, I like, you would have... Six, seven years ago, you would have thought the complete opposite just because of how, how hot his putter it seemed like every weekend. It just seems like it's completely flipped, which is hard to believe almost, but... I wonder what his putting stats were this week. I honestly didn't see them, but... I think he's... I, I, right now, I'm looking at his... He was minus 0.21 strokes game putting per round. Um, he was 51st in putting this week, so it was really his ball striking that got him... Below attention, which his ball, his, yeah, his, his ball striking was that real. like not even there. It was like yeah, he would think like which is hundredth. It's crazy to say because Ricky Fowler, like in his heyday, was like an unbelievable putter, like one of the better mm-hmm. putters on tour. So I mean, that's probably the last part of his game that needs to come around. But like his ball striking has been really good, like kind of to start the year. And I don't know, maybe he's figured something out his swing, and he's kind of on his way back. You yeah. really, you'd hope so. Mm-hmm. It's good for golf if Rory, if if, if Rory R- Ricky is Rory too. playing like and this. Rory, R- Rory yeah. too, yeah. But like like if Ricky, a Sunday pairing of Ricky and Rory in 2021, like you, if you have told me that six months ago, I wouldn't have believed you that we would have had a Sunday pairing between them, and Rory would have won. Like that's like that was like those are two guys that we almost didn't really not write off because Rory's still really good, but. They were ba- they were basically written off like the whole year of just being like average or in Ricky's case just com- very below average yeah. on tour. No, it's nice to see Ricky uh, mm-hmm. you know, be back in on, in, in the mix, and you could kind of see it coming like at the end of last year, like he was he was turning it around. So um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the other guy. So I swear every time that GM Golf or Good Good Golf has like a tour pro on their channel. They do unreal. And Keith Mitchell was just did a it was Keith Mitchell and Grayson Sig just did a two man scramble against Garrett and Grant. And then Keith Mitchell comes out firing this week. Yeah, twenty two under this week. Another a, a good week for Keith Mitchell. I mean, the leaderboard, like I don't want to say it was like super like packed and I mean you had Rory, you had Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler was up there, Adam Scott had a good week. Sam Burns has been unbelievable this year. Cameron Smith, Sun JM, Gary Woodland had a good week, Harry Higgs. I mean, there was a lot of names at the top of the leaderboard that you would want to watch on a Sunday round mm-hmm. of golf. It was a great field, that's for sure, too. Which helped a lot that. Like, what, 24 of the top 30 were in the field or something like that? Yeah, it was a really good field. And I, I mean, the golf course, I feel like we should talk about the golf course a little bit. I mean, it was a very nice golf course. You can see why it's so exclusive. Um, I didn't even realize Colin Morikawa is actually a member there. So, like, even more reason to pick him last week. Uh, well, I know. I sent you guys, like, like he was there already. There. Yeah. yeah, you did. You did. That's right. I didn't. That's interesting. He went, he went straight there after the Ryder Cup. Right. So, I mean, well, that's his home course, I guess. So, but, um, 
I mean, yeah, it, it was it was an interesting course, but I will say the scores once again super low. I mean, twenty three under, twenty five under, twenty four under. I mean, I don't really like watching golf like that. Uh, I wish they could make it a little bit tougher, but I mean, the course was very nice. Yeah, it's like I mean, Rory shot sixty two Saturday, Morikawa sixty two Sunday, which is fun, but you knew once Rory got to twenty five. That he like there he wasn't gonna drop strokes really, which is kind of yeah. yeah you really kind of want to see that. Yeah. The only way was on like was seventeen a par three or sixteen a par three. I don't. I, don't, I think 16, sixteen. was like if he put it in like the front greenside bunker, but like he wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, they were gonna avoid that. At yeah, all like costs. there wasn't really was, much rough or anything. It was kind of just like bunkers really. But like when you put these guys in fairway bunkers, it's no different than really being in the first cut. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, do we want to get into this like new segment we're doing with for, for winners and losers? Sure. All right. So, Jeek, I'll let you start. Yeah. So, first winner this week is Colin Morikawa's putter. So, I mean, we all know Colin Morikawa, one of the best ball strikers in the world, but his putting was actually below average the last couple of years. And obviously, when he gets hot off the putter, he does play really well and usually will probably win or come in the top five but this week he ended up 11th 11th in strokes game putting and gained more than two strokes in round four so things could be looking up for the putting and i mean if colin Morikawa figures out the putter that's a scary proposition for the rest of the pga tour right yeah it's like i mean looking at i'm guy i'm i went deep in the data golf today because i was really i had heard about it and it's like honestly it's like the coolest thing in the world but Looking at like Morikawa's 2021 season, there's like you can there's like four or five weeks where he had positive strokes game putting, and then yesterday or this past weekend he was plus 1.07 strokes game putting, like a massive, massive increase compared to last year. Yeah, so I'm, you remember, is, I'm wondering if he, well, I'm wondering if he so. figured something out or if like it's just one of those four weeks and like we've had one of those weeks already. I don't know. If you remember yeah, the Colonial, it, uh, I, I believe it was the Colonial. He like lipped out on like a like a three foot putt, two foot putt to like lose. Yeah, I mean, like he's just not yeah. a great putter statistically, but he's then, such a good ball striker that he's always in contention. If I'm not mistaken, he also missed like a four footer at uh, the Memorial against Cat Cantley in the playoff. Just like just straight putt four feet and missed it. Yeah, and both those. The workday, which you, you mentioned, plus plus 1.06 strokes game putting, and Memorial plus 1.42 strokes game putting. You won the workday and finished second Memorial. Like if if he has a good putting week, he's gonna be at the top of the leaderboard. It's yeah, just you just don't know when those putting weeks are gonna come because they're so inconsistent. And that's pretty scary for the rest of the PGA Tour. Yeah. Now the second yeah. winner we have Very this scary. week, Ricky Fowler, is a winner. Now you could put him in the loser category because he really didn't like have a great Sunday, and he had the what two stroke lead going into Sunday, but didn't win. But I mean, he did play solid all week. He went 66, 66, 63 in the first three rounds, and then had a two stroke lead, but shot seventy one on the final day, which is not great. But um, some promising things we kind of mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but. I mean, Ricky Fowler was first in strokes gained tee to green, first in strokes gained off the tee this week. Uh, and that kind of means that things could be looking up. I mean, ball striking was great. Um, and if you look at, at last year, Jordan Spieth was kind of going through the same thing. He had a c- couple of tournaments at the top of the leaderboard. 
um, before he could pick up a win and it couldn't really hold on to the lead on Sunday. So this is kind of feels like that. So maybe Rick could do the same thing. Maybe um, he'll have a couple of uh, good tournaments and, you know, try to get his career back on track. Does right. the PGA Tour have a Comeback Player of the Year award? Is that uh-huh. a thing for them? I feel like they should, but like that, that I've never, it's never crossed never my mind. Yeah, I don't oh, think so. I haven't heard of that. But this is like, like, like you said, like the Jordan, well, in the dock at least, but Jordan Spieth, great comeback last year. Ricky, this could be the, the like, one person per year just come back and play well. It could be, could be Ricky. It feels, I would love, it feels we, similar. I would all love to see. I mean, I would love to see Ricky play well in a couple more tournaments before I could say, okay, like he's on the Jordan Spieth track because that's kind of how Jordan did it. He pl- played well in like four straight tournaments and then finally got a win. So, I mean, I don't know. It's looking like that though. If Ricky could keep it up, you almost have to to think he might win at some point this year. Right. So I'm gonna... I mean, the, 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 the way he played the first three rounds, I think you definitely could say that. And just probably been a while since it's been so long he's been in contention. Like maybe there's a little more pressure in that final round compared with Rory. Like who knows? Maybe a smaller tournament, not as good of a field, he gets it done. I don't know. Something to watch. What were you going to say, Pat? Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to give a huge congrats to my winner of the week. His name is Kyung Hoon Lee. And I'm going to show the screen here for a second. He was voted the sexiest golfer at the CJ Cup. And he was quoted saying, I have several goals in life. The first is to become the number one golfer in the world, as, as one golfer's goal would be. And the second is to become the number one sexiest golfer in the world. And, you know, hey, big step here at the CJ Cup. I, I think he was like 50 to one to be the sexiest golfer. So. Maybe, maybe next week. Yeah. Was he? Was he actually? Did, those weren't actual odds, were they? No, no. no. They're not. <laughs> I mean, who's going to be sexiest golfer at the Zozo next week? Is that a thing that we're handing out every week? I don't know. That's I think true. He might, no, he I, might start putting. He might start putting up tiger numbers. Uh, yeah. For odds on in terms of sexiest uh, Zozo, like minus one forty to 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 be the sexiest player. Three P. Yeah, that's like oh. you're right. That is that is like tiger odds. <laughs> that is like I've never. I don't think I've ever heard that uttered, like the word, like sexiest golfer in the same sentence when we're talking about like a PGA Tour event and a PGA Tour golfer. If mm. Prior to this week, unless people start throwing their, their hat in the ring, if you just said you wanted to be, the golf media would just be like, okay, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> probably. probably. We'll, we'll see no, if anyone seems like comes his to No one's really after that. You know, he's like that. He's like that champion that no one wants to fight. So they they just like stay a champion. So we'll see. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Harry Higgs could be in the conversation. Could be. Yeah, Harry Higgs probably has a word to say. He probably has has beef with it now. He's probably probably going to come for that title. We should tweet at Harry Higgs from the main account saying that he uh, should um, go up against Kevin Hootenley this week for sexiest golfer. We should that that would actually that's actually great. That's a great we'll idea. episode. If you remind me, mm-hmm. um, well, Harry's definitely listening to this episode right now. So, um, oh, clearly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly. All right. So for a loser, I have strokes gained approach. Rory was 67th in strokes gained approach out of 77 players in the field, and Justin Ray. He finished with negative 3.58 strokes gain approach. The tournament of more than 600 shot link measured PGA Tour events across all four rounds. That's the fewest strokes gain approached by a winner ever. 
that just shows I you mean, how good he to... drive the ball and put the ball this week. Like that, yeah. that literally is all that says. He was he's first in, I think he was first in strokes gain putting and like we mentioned second strokes gain off the tee. It just which is like and and the fact they didn't have to and all we talk about every term is oh strokes gain approach means so much and he didn't even need to use that. Also Rory having a hot putter is very scary as well. If he gets the putter hot, it's kind of like the Morikawa like yeah. Something big could happen if he has a putter hot all year. He gained six strokes with his putter this week, which is absurd. Like, that's just crazy. And then another loser. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how it's referred to on the PGA leaderboard, but here we got Seonghyun Kim. And they hit a putt on 18 for birdie and was hanging on the lip for about 20 seconds and dropped. Honestly, I don't even think it was 20 seconds. I don't think it was because I might have been I, a little loss. <laughs> and. It was yeah, it was it was not. It, I watched the clip and it was not that egregious. I didn't even think it was really like. I think it was over ten seconds still. Oh, was it ten seconds? Is the rule? I believe so. Then yeah, it probably was, but like. But yeah, so he thought he thought it was going to be a birdie, right? And like you know, the, the, it fell after ten seconds. He went to address the ball and it just fell into the cup. And he's like, "Wow, that's birdie, great." About an hour after, the PGA Tour comes out and they say he gets a two-stroke penalty because he let his ball sit for too long. Um, so a, a birdie turns into a bogey. He drops out of the top twenty, and he loses a decent amount of money. And I mean, like he's not a household name, so like that money could have went a lot of places for him. So that imagine, imagine you have a top twenty bet on him. Yeah. Oh my god. Worst would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's like that's like if he if he didn't know for an hour after the round, like. It's one thing if it's a penalty, but if he didn't know for an hour and nobody told him for an hour or whatever, like that's like that's ridiculous that he didn't. Like, he assumed like, oh, I finished top twenty, I'm gaining all this, like I'm gaining this money, and like people are like he's happy. Like, granted, it's not like a win or anything like that, or a top five, but it's still like them telling him after an hour of reviewing it. Maybe I don't, I don't know what was going on. That's kind of ridiculous in the PGA yeah and it ended up as a t32 it would have been i think a t18 if he if he if that putt counted pretty much i have one more loser actually and it's the coverage which we mentioned on we we texted about a little bit but like it's it it wasn't on until five o'clock our time like we we weren't able to watch it at all like i tried to watch on like uh nbc sports app got something like that and there was just not you couldn't watch it at all and they're on like the front call more cow was making this run and you just can't couldn't watch it until five o'clock yeah it's kind of an oh i mean that's kind of it's off season per se but i mean yeah you, know, you got to show it something. still like it's the, they're, they're showing like the, it's like the the senior tour, the se- their senior tour is playing, but like they didn't even like at that they find then find five o'clock hits and they finally put it on NBC Sports while the senior tour is finishing on Golf Channel. But it's like what else is going on NBC on Sunday afternoon? There's no football on NBC on Sunday afternoon. Right. Maybe soccer sometimes, but like that's but not really. There's nothing really going on that's playing. worth it. Yeah. I don't know. I did. I, I. I wish I checked. But like, it's like there's just so there. There. I don't know. It's frust. That's that's frustrating. I think 
we like, we, we couldn't watch Colin Morikawa like even like Grant, a lot of people were watching football. But we couldn't watch any of that final round really until it was almost over at that point. I mean, yeah, I think we still got a solid like three hours ago. No, we did because they were on like the West Coast, so they were behind a little bit, but like still. So it's just it's just PJ Tour NBC always bad with the whole money and it just makes a bad viewing experience. But well, maybe eventually they'll get the the rights will get like tossed to somebody else, not NBC, like you know TNT and, and ESPN, like the NHL did. Give it back See. to Fox. Love to own Fox. Yeah. All right, so let's get into skins with the course preview uh, for the Zozo Championship. But first, a worm back. You probably noticed us wearing some new rowback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. We're partnering with rowback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the rowback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. Let's get into skins. Uh, okay, we have the Zozo Championship this week. We're back in Japan. We're at the uh, Narashino Country Club. Definitely bur- butchered that. But par 70, it's uh, 70, 41 yards. It's a lot of dog legs, somewhat smaller greens. Because actually the way they built this course is two greens on each hole. One green has like a certain type of grass that's good for summer, and another green has like bent grass, which is better for winter. Um, I believe they're going to be on the bent, bent grass greens this uh-huh. week. Um, it's also not a very traditional par 70 course. There's uh, three par fives and five par threes, which you don't normally see on a par 70. Um, it's very tight, um, tee to green, and not really any drivable par fours, but I mean, there's still going to be some pretty low scores this week, I'm sure. Um, key stats. I will look at driving accuracy. If you're if you're not accurate this week, I think you could kind of get blocked off by some of the trees, especially on some of the dog legs. Um, stroke skin approach, stroke skin off the tee. You know, similar type of situation there. And then previous winners, Patrick Cantley won last year, but it was at Sherwood Country Club, so as doesn't really count. Not the same. And in 2019, of course, Tiger Woods. So. Yeah, interesting, uh, interesting tournament this week in Japan uh, for the first time in a couple of years. So it should be interesting to see. Yeah, um, so I guess I'll start and I'll try to get my uh, my back to back wins back on track so I can get all the, get all the skins. Um, go with Will Will Zalatoris plus eighteen hundred. I honestly maybe would have gone with Colin Morikawa, but Jeke got to him first. Um, I think Colin Morikawa has, has a pretty good shot too, but. Will Zalatoris, really good ball striker, really, really good off the tee. Like, I'm pretty sure last year he was like ninth in, in uh, strokes gained off the tee. So I like him this week at that value with, like, not a great field. Um, and then my best bet's Adam Shank, top 40. It's not out yet, but it's definitely going to be below minus 150. Um, he's good off the tee. His ball striking's in really good form right now. I think he's so far this season, he's 19th in strokes gained a- approach. Um, and he's coming off a tee three of the Shriners, so... I'm shanked this week. Look out. Yeah, so I'll go next since you kind of gave away my winner. And I'm going to go call Morikawa. Now, it's only plus 700, which is not really great odds. And I usually kind of stay away from those. But when you look at the names on the on the leaderboard this week and, and in the betting, I mean, it's tough not to pick Colin Morikawa. I mean, he's really one of the only guys in the field that's accurate off the tee. He's 12th in driving accuracy and then approaching, he's 4th. And like we said earlier, when the putter gets hot, 
I mean, round four last week is a prime example. I mean, he, there's no other player that's better than him. So um, he'll look to stay hot coming into this tournament with the putter. And uh, by far, for me, he's the favorite. Like, if I had to pick anyone, like life or death, uh, Colin Morikawa would be the guy. Now, I mean, I know Xander is the the guy who has the best say. odds. But I think just the way Colin Morikawa putted last week, just combined with his, his you know stats, he's the guy for me. Um, my best bet, I'm going to go with CT Pan top 40. I mean, he's been in really good form. T11 and T6 in his first two starts, kind of one of the only guys that's been, been near the top of the leaderboard in both starts. Um, he's also shown really good strokes gain approach this year. He's 11th, and um, he won the bronze medal in Japan earlier this year, so maybe that correlates a little bit, kind of makes sense. So um, CT Pan top 40 is what I'm going to go with. All right, so I'll go with my winner, Joaquin Neiman plus 2,500. Uh, again, probably one of the better players in the fielding. It's good, good off the tee, good approach, decent putter, not the best. Didn't have a great putting week last week, but he's ac- he's pretty accurate and he's got good distance as well. Uh, so I'll go with him to win, and then I'll go with my best bet, Ricky Fowler, top twenty, minus twenty five. I'm riding the hot hand. Uh, great driving the ball last week. Great accuracy, good distance. Uh, I, I'm just hoping his putter gets somewhat, somewhat average. It was, it, got, it was not last week, I guess, but I'm hoping he's off that week last week and gets it, gets top twenty. Can't do that. So those are my picks. I like it. I like riding Ricky. <laughs> got, mm-hmm. Somebody's got to pick him. Um, exactly. So first round leader, I just put this in. There's no odds out yet. But I'm gonna go for Hideki Matsuyama. I mean from japan kind of I, I feel like he's definitely played this course a couple of times before uh i don't know he's a good first yeah, round he is a good too. first round leader guy i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out and won this won this tournament i'll say i wouldn't be um, i mean he that. played well at the olympics as well so he was in that like bronze medal uh playoff i believe so um we'll see Seven man playoff or whatever it was. yeah <laughs> yeah so all right yeah I, I like that one i was looking at him actually before when i was picking between i was picking between him and wells Torres, but i went with Willie Z to get his first dub. Yeah, I mean, there's a very top-heavy field this week. I don't think we really mentioned that. I mean, Xander, Colin, Matsuyama, Zao Torres, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Joaquin yeah. Neiman, and then a big drop-off. So That's kind of why I feel like we all pick those top guys, like-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's like, I just feel like this is a tournament where one of the big guys wins it, because the, the field's not very strong. Yeah. Mm-mm. Japan. <clears throat> People don't want to travel. It's... Exactly. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm well, curious Zan- to see how Xander Zan- plays. the defending Japan yeah. champion, so... so I could easily see him win, too, too, but those odds are yeah. criminal. They are. They are. They're like Tiger odds, almost. All right. Um, do we have anything for in the clubhouse? Um, we don't. We could do a, one, another, we could do another field. Uh, guess who? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll find a name. Oh we could do that. Okay, I got someone. Okay. Are they American? Yes. All right. Are they a righty? Yes. <laughs> no, I did it last week. I did it last week. If it ends up being a lefty, then, like, you, you won. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's not an awful question. There are a lot of actually the, the American question is not that bad this week. How 
many Asians or other Asians there are in the field, I feel like. That's true. This is Japan. Uh, have they, did they win on the PGA Tour last year? They did not win on the PGA Tour last year. Okay. Hmm. Ask how is he, has he won general? Yeah, has he won? Has he won when? Just like general ever, ever on the PJ Tour? Ever. Um, he has not. He has not. Okay. <laughs> is he? Would you consider him to be a tall man? Is in six feet? Um, yeah. yeah, I would. Does he have any sort of social media presence at all? Like, has he been in any affiliated with anybody? Or, you know, or I, I don't think so, no. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Are his odds over 100 to 1? Over 100 to 1? No, they are not. So that means they're better, they're... They're better than 100 to 1. So like less yeah. than that. Wait, so just just to clarify, his odds are like the ninety to one, eighty yeah, one, yeah. lower than that. Okay, got is it. Is he got it. under twenty five? No. I kind of know who it is. I feel like. I feel like I know. I think like I have a guess, but I don't want to. All right, are you not gonna ask this, Trevor? Like, can I go? I'm not. I I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to ask. Okay, is he better than than fiftieth in strokes gained off the tee? This year. This year. Yes. Is, it is Luke List. It is Luke List. Yes. Wow. I chose the most I random chose the most random name on the list that I was going down and I wanted to choose No, it's not random. I mean I, Luke, I wanted Luke to choose List. an American, so uh, that's where I ended up. I was between Luke List and Ryan Palmer, whose name is like two names above his. So yeah. he did so I, when I you said did guess, he win on the PGA tour? If you said if he won, I think he won on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, so that would have been uh, that would have put you in. Like I think a, I knew it. Like I, I kind of low key knew it. Like question five or six, it was Luke List, but like I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to keep asking, um, asking questions. Anyway, yeah, I feel like that's all we got. What's next week after the Zozo? I feel like nobody's gonna play in that. Um, not sure, but I do. Well, not not many guys are playing this Bermuda. Game. The Bermuda Championship is next week. Does oh, that wow. mean is, is there a WGC? Oh, it's, it's the it's the it's the Brendan Todd Classic. Right. Um, I do want to I do want to plug real quick. Uh, we, okay. On the on our YouTube, if you watch on YouTube or if you listen on the podcast, go to our YouTube Pin High Golf Media. Um, we are starting to do some top tens. So kind of like the the end of the podcast last week, we had one. Um, Trevor put one in today. Today's Monday. Um, so yeah, we're gonna try to put out a top ten every week on, I guess Mondays, and yeah, I mean, take a look at those. There's some interesting top tens that we have ready for you guys. Yeah, go check that out. Pin High is it Pin High Media now on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, Pin High Golf Media on YouTube. Pin High Golf Media on YouTube. We will see you next week for the Brendan Todd Classic.